Hello and welcome to Jen's XYZ Podcast. This space is created for the ethnical, diverse content creator to discuss generational challenges, rivals, and breakdowns. It is a safe space for their voices to vibrate and collaborate while bridging the generational gap with engaging dialogues and controversial topics, music, politics, religion, business, relationships, mental health, and social justices and equalities. We plan to have real talk that will transform lives. So join us. I'm your host, Denise Hanks and Lawrence, joined by Kelly, Danielle, Rachel, and Robin. Jen's XYZ Podcast. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Robin. Thank you for joining us again for our podcast, Jen's XYZ. Um, we're just going to do a little topic on basically society, uh, like expectations, pressures, and what's expected from us. Um, we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves, and we also have a special guest as well. Who would like to start? Miss Nice. <laughs> <laughs> welcome again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Of course, this is Denise uh, representing Generation X. Go ahead, Kelly. Hey guys, I'm really excited for this topic. I feel like this topic could go on forever. So let's get into it. Rachel. Hey y'all, it's Rachel back again. Guys, this topic is for me because let me tell you, we dealing with some of this stuff right now, but we'll get into it and I can go on for days with this. <laughs> All right. And normally we have our favorite generation z but she's out studying she has exams coming up because she got to be a lawyer for all of us so (laughs) who we have is our very special co-host today gabe i've been in the college with him Uh, we went to rit together so he's going to be our most perspective on this topic today say hey gabe how you doing everybody all right so just to start things off a little bit um birthday's coming up so feeling the societal pressures of what I should be doing at this age is coming up now I know I don't look my age I don't sound my age or anything like that but according to society and like what family expects of you well not necessarily like my mom or anything like that I should have had maybe at least two babies and married by now (laughs) 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 but I, I'm not, (laughs) like the, I have, um, I have, uh, like my, I have two degrees and other things that I have success in, but according to society now, especially what we see on the internet, especially social media, Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly where people think or what has been put on us of where I should be, Mm -hmm. um, as, for me, especially now, what I'm seeing more and more and more of is if you're not investing, if you're not owning your own business, not saying these things are a bad thing, but not everyone wants to do that. And not everyone has the um, proper education, also um, the resources to even do that. And um, the way social media makes it seems is if you're not doing it, you're doing your life wrong, or 
um, they also, what we see on social media is also not what it actually is. You see a glimpse into these people's lives, but you're not seeing all the hard work they go through um, to put up the front. Sometimes um, they're just showing you a little glimpse of like a commercial, what they're um, offering, but it's not always that. I know for us women, other than just being a mom or being married is also what we look like. I remember back in the 90s, skinny was in and you couldn't be thick and then thick is in, but you have to be thick in the right ways. I'm just like, that thick comes with a pooch. Like, I got a tummy. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's just a lot of little things. And I know for men, it's different too. So who wants to pitch in on that? I'll start. Um, I'll say that in addition to everything that you said, a lot of the pressures that are put out there is also people not living within their means because I feel like a lot of people, again, they portray this life online. Um, So I think one of the new things also is people traveling. Now we Mm -hmm. all know that in order to travel, you need money. And I can guarantee you that there are a lot of people that, yes, they have the money to travel. And there are some of them that are putting this stuff on credit cards mm-hmm. and saying they're catching flights or the lifestyle that they're living to sustain this lifestyle. If some of them were to get caught with some of the stuff that they're doing, like all of that would go down the drain in like seconds. So it's again, like, what are you doing to sustain this lifestyle? Like, how are you doing it? That's what it goes back to. And then I think also, um, sometimes it's your own family that makes you feel like you're not doing enough um, or you do one thing and they're like, oh, so when are you gonna, like, for example, I can say for me, I got my bachelor's in nursing. I did an extra year in college because I switched majors and I have my brother, love him dearly, but he's like, so when you get in your master's and I'm like, can I get through these student loans that I just, right like rack up like I I don't even ask for these loans but you know we pay we go to school to get a degree because they say you'll do better in life you get this degree and then you spend the rest of your life paying for it you're like 40 still paying off loans and then they still expect you to be able to do this these things like I don't understand sometimes how the government really functions because it's like get your degree okay to make more money yes to do what pay back all this debt so Mm -hmm. at what point are we really going to truly be able to enjoy the degree that we went to school for that we spent hours and blood sweat and tears on like that's what I can't wrap my head around and also part oh sorry right there I like that point you're making right there but um I would jump in and say okay who's putting pressure on you and and what do you deemed to be your value okay Mm -hmm. so while society may have this take and everything is coming from social media it comes back to say why are we um, trying to equate our value based on what social media is saying you know I think we should get to the place where we should make that okay this is who I am this is what I this is these are my goals this is how I'm going for my goals and my success is a success so the fact for me I look at things like this okay if I have difficulty walking up the stairs and I went two steps, I think I succeeded because my goal is not to necessarily make it to the top of the steps. My goal is actually to be able to walk up the step 
right? Mm -hmm. Once I make two steps, I stop, I pause, I celebrate my win because that's my win. So Mm -hmm. I'm not looking as to, well, okay, you should be up here. I just turned 50 yesterday, right? So turning 50, what does that mean? Is there a paper that says, okay, by 50, you should have this? Bump that. I don't care. I'm actually going to get it to live. I am so excited. You would think, I mean, I was like, today I was like, I feel like I was, it's a rebirth for me. It's another chance, not another chance to prove to anyone, another chance for me to go through the list that I have for myself, not based on what somebody else thinks. Because at the end of the day, if you do good, they're going to celebrate you. You do horrible, they're going to criticize you. Either way Mm -hmm. you look at it, there's going to be something. You understand what I'm saying? So- Mm -hmm. Why should I then, um, you know, do that for um, something like that? So, you know, you have to base your value on who you are, what mm-hmm. you are, not what society um, wants to depict for you. So, I mean, I'd be interested to hear what Gabriel and Kelly has to say on that. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting. I think the biggest clash we see here is the culture in society versus our inner culture, which would be like our family. So I think a lot of times we tend to feel this anxiety and pressure because we're following more of the societal standard versus our own personal family culture standard. But even within that, I think there is space where family culture can be upgraded. So a lot of times, you know, obviously we take our cues from our parents and grandparents where they, in a different paradigm, may have gotten married sooner. Like my mom, she got married at 18, right out of high school. Um, But it's tougher in this newer paradigm that we're kind of living in to achieve those goals at that speed. So it also becomes a question of pace, the pace of the evolution of the culture. So in in the older paradigms, the pace was a bit slower because technology uh, didn't allow for it to feel so quick, but because you can literally experience another individual's experience, you know, in the palm of your hand, Mm -hmm. I think that speeds us up mentally, emotionally, physically. Mm -hmm. So then we kind of are always energetically off balance. So we can lean into our family cultural paradigms. Um, I think a lot of times uh, to the other point where we're encouraged to go to school and get the degree, but mm-hmm. some listen where it's like, okay, I got this debt, but I'm supposed to be traveling, but I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing all these different things. I think what could have been upgraded in the family paradigm is actually to move up socioeconomically as a cohort, meaning as a group. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times our family just says, okay, you're out of the nest, go ahead, get your degree and find your husband or wife and be separate from us as a family unit. And that kind of like, allows societal pressures to seep in on us because we don't have this protection of the family unit. So Mm. it's tough. It's like a catch-22. That's deep. That's deep. That is deep. That's That's awesome. You stepped on my toe for a minute there too, but I'll let Kelly go ahead and I mean, Gabe, keep going. I don't even want to hear nobody else. (laughs) Let's work collectively. Don't try to put me out of the house. I know that because at a point where like oh my gosh they're 21 and 22 can you leave oh god they're gonna be with us till they're 40 but i get Mm -hmm. your point i get your point right there because if your income is 40 and mine is 40 that's 80 together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
paying that one unit of a bill. Oh my gosh. Go ahead, Kelly. Wow. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah, Gabe, that's awesome. Like, Denise, I want to piggyback off of what you said, because I'm on this journey right now where I'm trying to define success for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming from a family where they're not from America and their ideas of what America was before they got here was like, oh, it's this American dream. And they came here and it wasn't much of a dream. It was more of a nightmare. It's a struggle. (laughs) And then dealing with racism and different, just, it it was just hard for my family to kind of just come up. So I feel like my family kind of looked at me like, so you you want to get us out of this and I'm like but you don't you're not giving me the tools to get out of this who am I supposed to learn this from because school is not teaching me you know society is I don't know on the left on the right right. it's up it's down it's really hard to figure out what success is and recently since the pandemic oh my gosh looking at all these businesses coming out, everyone traveling, body goals, mm-hmm. stock market stuff. And I'm like, I, I'm, I have to define success. Like Denise, you said, going up two flights of steps, that's where I need to be. Me getting up and deciding to just get up early is success <laughs> because- No, for real. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm a mom. You know, I have a partner, like, it gets really exhausting and, I, and you know like I'm not working at the current moment so like I kind of fall into the slum of just kind of just being like whatever I'll wake up when I wake up but I know that's not good for me because if I wake up late everything in my life is delayed so I try it's really hard to really define what success is to me without having these pictures and videos and all these people with all this success and then you talk to them right you talk to these people and they like one either won't share how they became Mm -hmm. successful and that's one thing about the black community I don't like oh you should do this you should do that I did it so you could do it okay so tell me how you got there oh no you have to figure it out on your own that's the what? same thing as pulling yourself up by the bootstraps I hate that saying yeah that's weird not, so I, what does that mean <laughs> oh, sir, what boot? I don't even have the boot you talking about exactly so, give me the tool so I can do it then right anyways or you know the game is always to be sold and not told so when people get in these positions it's always like, well, now it's going to be a thousand dollars to get this. Information. Yes, yes, like that, right? Because even on social media, you look right now, they'll say, okay, if you want to, um, if you want to write a book and if you want to launch this, uh, be part of my free uh webinar, and then you stay there for an hour on this Don't learn webinar, and at the end, you're still like. Okay, Confused. so how do I do this? How do I make this practical? Yeah. So this is what you're going to do, register. And then when you register, now that's another $1,000. You know what I mean? And it's, so it's, you're right. You're absolutely right. The, you know, the, the same for me when I was growing up is like, pull up your socks. Okay, which one? And how far do I pull? Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, okay. Do I yeah. keep the mm-hmm. on today to next week? I mean, mm-hmm. and so it's like, it's always a secret. And you're right. It's mostly in the black community. It doesn't matter whether you're Afro-American, Afro-Caribbean, whatever. It's mm-hmm. black community because if you look at um, some other culture, and I don't want to like point out any culture per se, but if you look at some culture, they stay together. Yes. And house. they build in together. the one house. They all drive the same car. You will never they see them outside homeless. Together. Yep. Yep. They're always together. 
will never find to be homeless. If you look at the those who are experiencing homelessness, as they say it, right? Yeah, experiencing homelessness. Those who are experiencing mm-hmm. homelessness, if you look at it, it's always to particular race. You mm-hmm. never find some specific ethnicity, some specific group. You'll never find them homeless. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen because they work as a community collectively and the pressure maybe i'm not saying that they don't experience pressure yes there's some culture that okay it just seems like they're apparently better at technology and you'll have some who are apparently better at musical you know inclined musically or such and such or and one particular race that may just be inclined to becoming doctors right mm-hmm. but the same the pressure may be individualistic in terms of the home but I'm talking on a larger scale, like society and social media. If you look at it, who's social media targeted? Who's really getting targeted? It's us. Mm-hmm. It's really us. With unrealistic expectations. Very unrealistic. Or also, um, we have this, like how you were saying statistically or um, not necessarily statistically, just how we view the world is like, oh, this ethnicity or race are usually doctors or lawyers mm-hmm. or something like that. Us Black people, we're always in the entertainment and it's... Or it's, sports. Yeah, I combat in the entertainment because we watching them on TV. And as great as that is, um, Naquan might not be the best basketball player. <laughs> he might love it, but he might not be the best at it. And even mm-hmm. if he is, there's this what how much percentage chance he's gonna be scouted. That is, mm-hmm. that is it. That is it. And I think I'll add to what you're saying, Robin. I, it goes back to what we talked about um a few episodes ago about like coming from our Jamaican culture and the emphasis put on education. I feel like un- unfortunately. Here in the United States, education is taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And not only is it taken for granted, but they pick and choose the areas like communities where they will invest to ensure that these students are equipped with everything that they need. And then you go in some neighborhoods and these kids are struggling just, just to get the textbooks that they need. The, the books are outdated or you know, with this Teach for America, don't get me wrong, educators are amazing, but a lot of these educators who join this program don't join it because they truly want to teach students. Some of them join it because it's a ticket to pay off their student loans. Mm -hmm. And so that just makes you really think about the fact that, okay, so society has a so warped that we're so focused on our student loans that, you know, the education and the foundation of a lot of these children's lives, what will help them to succeed is forfeited because it's all about the money, pretty much. It really is though. Cause like we, like you mentioned in our past episodes, um, I think I mentioned that the, um, the test that every state has to take is basically that's what you're doing. You're force feeding the kids to learn these things so that they could pass the test so that your city and state can get the money but then that money that comes to that state is not equally divided because um it's going to the nicer areas um 
or the not so filled with minority areas yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely the, um, afflu- the affluent areas <laughs> <laughs> we'll call right. it that the affluent right. areas so we're you, not gonna you, point today but <laughs> yeah so you have that and you have like for us um the immigrants that's come here or the first generation americans from immigrants that's here is mm-hmm. we're the guinea pigs pretty much literally we are the guinea pigs um because i'm the first one i mean i have cousins that have gone to college too but from my immediate family of who i grew up with mm-hmm. i'm the first one to go to college now my brother did too but he said that wasn't for him so he just that <laughs> no and there's nothing wrong with that i think we also yeah. focus on that part a little too much because society and everything says college is what you're supposed to do and you're getting it from the older generations not just like x you're getting it from like baby boomer generation and you're like looking i'm like do you remember what cost of living and college used to cost back then um that just ain't the same thousand, no more about like 10 they got their degree i know you done. right you could be a waitress and pay your waste fully through college without loans yeah, i can't not do in that. this america <laughs> your america is different. not in My this america, america okay? it's not and just, and just like there's like um differences with the experience that experiences that we have i think there's also like a major bridge that um traditional African-Americans like born in America versus like uh, Afro-Caribbeans or Africans from the continent of Africa. I think a lot of times what happens is, and this reminds me of the quote, um, I think it was Martin Luther King talked about being a nation, excuse me, a nation within a nation, or I could be wrong, but somebody said something about a nation within a nation. And I think figuratively for black black Americans, that's the experience we have where we can literally occupy the same city the same state and experience two different versions of that city, state, or country. Where if you're not native, if you're the first generation, you experience that same thing, but more literally, where Mm -hmm. you're not physically on the land. So we have more of a mental battle in terms of being on the land, but never being quite accepted by the majority on that land versus um, a non-native to the American soil would have a literal um, feeling of division from the land where you bring your culture in and you're able to focus more on uh, the principles that were indoctrinated into you um, within, you know, like you said, the Jamaican culture, where I think for uh, Black Americans, there's this mental battle that we have with how do we prioritize and what do we prioritize when you feel like you're almost on an island, you know, on such a big landmass, you know, but you know, this is also city to city, state to state, you know, all the experiences are differently, but inherently the same, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's very true. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's why I don't call myself African-American on top of that, because I feel like we are all black and all our all our struggles are same but different if that makes sense so it's just and then every black person no matter what country you're in they're dealing with or feeling the same way even though it's not explicitly the same as 
what it feels like being in America, being mm-hmm. black, but we all experience some form of it. So sometimes that's why I don't do like the culturally correct or whatever they like to say. Like when I was younger, it, I used to check um, other and put Jamaican. I never put African American. <laughs> and then they changed it and then said African American and Black. And I used to check that and then still put other because I'm just like, it's not the same because like we're literally a melting pot. America doesn't just have American culture, it's all these cultures that came exactly. and made America. That's why I'm just like, but. <laughs> but Robin, think about this though. And I always struggle with this too. Black, and they, they consider Black and African-American race and ethnicity. I'm like, how does two fit both? It's not a two for one deal. And I feel like they don't even understand what the difference between your race and your ethnicity they don't so when you check boxes even when i don't know if you remember back when we used to have to do our tests and bubble in they had what is your race black what's your ethnicity black and i'm like well oh, no they had non-hispanic or hispanic i'm like that's not the only ethnicity out there but cool cool <laughs> and that's what i'm saying it's like you know literally they put us in a box right put us in a box and I feel like that box of feeling that like I have to check this box to um, to fit these standards, it goes all the way back to how we struggle now because we're so used to be putting in this box, put in this box to fulfill the standards of these boxes that they apply. It's like check, I did this, all right, check, check, right. and so we're living in a quote I saw it was like talking about living in the future and not experiencing the present and I had to really re- sit back and I really related with that because I find myself I'm an overthinker and I'm always thinking about like the next step and I had to slow down like the other day I had to really slow myself down I'm like you know enjoy like the moment like you're gonna miss out and look back at all this and say like well, I spent all my time trying to figure out my next step and never took the time to enjoy where I'm at. And, you know, one thing I can say and I can encourage someone else out there who's listening is like celebrate your successes because sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for the things that we've already accomplished. And we end up in a a place or a, a space where we're feeling down because we don't even take note of the good and the great things we've already accomplished. And I think sometimes we minimize it because we just are trying so hard to get more and go for more and trying to fit these standards. And so we miss out on really realizing like how much we've done. And I think for me, that's like one of the key things I'm doing this year is like celebrating where I am. Like my little wins are big wins, as Denise said. Um, They don't always, always have to be some big, grand thing but you know every little thing counts and every little thing when I look back at it I can say that I did this I accomplished this and be proud that I did it right and that's very true honestly Uh, (laughs) Rachel uh started wrapping up does anybody else have anything else they want to say before we start closing Oh, definitely. I think we, I think we all have something to say. We all just oh, give yeah. 
quick uh, wrap up. For me, I'll just continue as I've always said, celebrate your wins. Reason why I said that, because I've been in that, ex- that place and that space and realized I didn't pause to celebrate my win because mm-hmm. I was looking on the outside, the external from others to validate. And so my grand moments that were, that I'm now ex- re-experiencing, I'm reliving those things. And, you know, like someone said to me the other day, they're like, oh my goodness, you're now writing for international publications and you're doing these kind of interviews and you're interviewing, interviewing celebrities. And so, and I'm like, I did that in my teens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wrote for newspaper articles in my teens. I wrote for the Jamaica Gleaner. I worked for Sacred Heart University Papers. I worked for, you know, Philadelphia News, whatever. But you're not going to realize that because I didn't celebrate those wins. So when I had an interview, I remember years ago, maybe about what, 18 years ago with, or so, or probably less, with Papa Sign and Junior Tucker, a big right. interview when they crossed over from dance hall to gospel. I talk about it all the time. At Sacred Heart, I had an interview with Kara Top. He was the main comedian that day. And in the paper, they I had a two-page spread. So back then, that's what I went to school for, journalism and media studies. So now that I'm doing it, people are like, oh, so you just, no, I did it then. It's it's nothing new that I'm doing, but because I didn't celebrate my small wins then because of the environment I was in, I was depending on them to say, wow, oh my gosh, what an awesome experience. I missed out. So it's so important that you set your goals for you. You set your goals based and don't let somebody else on the outside determine what is success for you and learn how to celebrate your wins. If you celebrate your small wins, then by the time you get to your big win, it will, then you can, don't just wait until you graduate uh, college and be like, okay, now the fact that you finished first, the first year, that's tough. That's the hardest year. Freshman year is the hardest year. The fact that you finished freshman, you should, you should have had a big celebration. Be like, yo, I can't believe it. I was, even if you go to the parties or not, the clubs, whatever, the fact that you did year one, is enough to celebrate. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, you talk something, Kelly, about, um, I mean, it was Kelly that said something about or the kids going to college or not. Listen, you know, I got two and they're off the two different side of the coin. Okay. <laughs> two different side of the coin, completely two different side of the coin. So if one decide, listen, that's it. If you feel like this is not for you, you don't have to do this because I don't care what anybody else says. It matters what we say here. And so right. we have to have that support inside. So again, celebrate your small wins and don't compare yourself to others. Find your own value in yourself. Live in your now because you'll not get today again. Today will become tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying? And then mm. tomorrow will become yesterday. You'll never get your today back. Your today changes each time. So when your now comes, celebrate your now, embrace the moment and live for today. Kelly, Gabe? Yeah, the last thing I would say is um, to guard your mind. I think that's the be- one of the best ways you can kind of alleviate a lot of the pressures we may feel. And a lot of times those pressures present physically, obviously, as like anxiety or, um, you know, mental health issues. And um, I think that's a big reason why mental health and the concept of anxiety is uh, coming up so much is because we are not doing a good job of guarding our minds. And part of that is just monitoring what you take in 
Um, monitoring how you're comparing yourself, monitor your emotions, monitor your breath when you um, consume social media, when you consume any form of media, mm. um, because they obviously create a biological reaction in us to the point so much that we can, you know, have mental breakdowns or just feel this cloud over us. So in order to avoid that, I would encourage people to constantly be vigilant and watching your mind, watching what goes in your mind and yeah. watching how you interact with external stimulus, mainly social media. Um, and don't be overly vicarious. If you watch somebody's page and they flash in money or they're flashing a business or they're flashing whatever it is, you can share in the success, but don't become overly vicarious to the point where you feel like you should be experiencing what they're experiencing. They're an individual mm -hmm. just like you. So that's the biggest thing I would say, just to guard your mind. That's good. That's deep. Yeah, that is good. And just to piggyback off of that, some of the practical things that you can do to guard your mind and to, to protect yourself is sometimes taking a social media break is awesome. Sometimes going through your social media and filtering some of the things. Obviously, you can't do everything because some stuff is sponsored, but um, just going through like, do I really support this or is this like causing me anxiety or issues or anything like that. Another thing to do is like I'm um, talking about small wins. I think it's awesome if you just write them down. Like you have something maybe in your kitchen because I'm always in my kitchen. I live in my kitchen. I feel like <laughs> I should sleep in my kitchen, everything in my kitchen. Just have a big piece of paper, write down. I woke up early today. I made sure my, my son's food is 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 good it's really hard because gluten-free dairy-free sugar-free it's a hard life yeah. and it's like all of these things you know today I I walked I went for a walk out in the sun I brought my son to play or I, pl I actually played with him straight like the whole time at the playground right like write these wins because I feel like we all wait for this huge big thing to happen and like how are we going to feel when that actually happens you know because you're not right. you're celebrating yourself and then you celebrate yourself then you get all this attention and you're like I don't know what to do or like you just react in um a way that's not so positive because you're not used to it so I think that's you know those are a few practical ways to do so mm -hmm. I could definitely piggyback off of that like what you were just saying I've done that like they'd be like oh Robin you did that but I'm like ah, thank you and I'm like looking at it as like that's I'm thinking like that's what I was supposed to do and then now I'm looking back at it I'm just like oh yeah I, I did do that I did do that uh like with college um being the first in my family that's a, a win and then I think also going through it at the time because I not I struggled but I didn't struggle with finding figuring out exactly what I wanted to major in that I ended up doing two majors because I was ready to quit and um just the fact that I did two majors in five years that's not not everyone has done that so like I have to like remember like you did accomplish something um even people that don't go to college and you do a trade or something else, I think we have to stop focusing on colleges and being um, just like being in an office setting. That's not always for everyone because if we don't have the people that work with their hands, we don't got nothing. What building are we gonna be in? What heating, electric, 
the farmers, all these people, we had we have different roles in life that we need to play because what are we going to have if everyone's trying to be a CEO? Not saying that's a bad thing, but not everyone's for it and not everyone has the desire for it. I remember uh, reading, and my mom told me about it too, where this guy, he got his doctorate to be a doctor because that's what his parents wanted for him. But that's not what he wanted. As soon as he got it, he was just like, I'm going to open a bakery now because that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> so it's just like, um, our celebrate our small wins. Do what we are passionate about and also be a realistic. Set goals in that. Not I look at the smaller things. I also have to learn to look at the big thing, but focus on the smaller things. Um, to get you there because it can be very uh, stressful when you're trying to get to that big picture but you have to take these steps first to be able to get to the big picture uh, like when you're starting a business you can't just oh I have a business now you have to have these things mapped out like how are you going to pay for everything? Uh, even just getting picking a name for your business is hard. So if you just like start little, I say, just like try to focus on the little stuff. Um, also, I know adulting, when we were uh, younger, we couldn't wait to be adults. If you're younger and you're listening to this, I know I'm still young, but honestly, enjoy not having these pressures like enjoy being a teenager enjoy being in high school because once that is done and then everything as soon as you hit college if you go to college if you don't but once you hit that 18 you're an adult now I still don't feel like an adult I feel like a big kid with responsibilities and I know some adults, I've spoken to them because I'm just like, how do you feel like an adult? They're like, I don't. I just have responsibilities. I still feel like my little self inside. So I know you see all the stuff on social media, what your parents done, if um, like people like Oprah Winfrey and all the stuff like that. Don't focus on the big stuff because sometimes it happens later in life. Sometimes it starts earlier in life. Um, yeah, that's my piece on it. Just stay with the smaller things and then it'll lead it to the bigger things. And then you can appreciate every little step. And like uh, Sister Denise said, focus on the now. We pretty much all said similar things, but if you can take a little bit of what each of us says and applied, or if you have your own way of dealing with societal pressures, you can also um, chime in into the conversation as well um write us on our social media uh all of them we have instagram facebook twitter and it'll all be under jen's xyz podcast you can also uh email us on jen's xyz podcast at gmail.com or you can leave a review or a voice message on anchor uh jen's xyz uh so reach out to us, let us know how you feel about the topic. If you're feeling any pressures, you wanna tell us how you're feeling or if you um, have your specific way of dealing with it, or if you wanna share your little wins or even your big wins with us, we'll be more than happy to hear it. And uh, we may continue this conversation again because it's a 
big, big, big topic. But join us again next week. And we want to say big, big thank you to Gabe for joining us and <laughs> get a little male perspective. You were great, Ooh, Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> I think we need to have Gabe uh, join us. Yeah. Morning. definitely that would be great so yeah that'd be thank awesome. you all for listening and definitely uh next week right catch y'all next week bye peace bye